Hey, business building warrior. Thanks for joining me on Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum. And today I will have some guests joining me here in just a couple moments. Let me tell you a little bit of their story before we bring them on to the screen here. If you're watching on YouTube, you get to meet them. Most people who consume this podcast actually just listen only, and that's perfectly fine. Most of the time, it's just friendly conversations. Great for the the earbud as you're doing life, wandering around in your car. Maybe you're doing some work on your business. We love joining you as you take life's journey. So no need to jump over and meet the couple, but you can if you want to. I like to remind us from time to time that we do have a YouTube version of most of our episodes, and there's a link in the show notes. You can go watch that if you'd like. But today we're going to meet the Moody family. They've been coaching students in our program for a few months now. They've recently hit about $19,000 for the most recent month. And they can't say enough about the coaching experience that they've had. They're, of course, learning the replens model. They've had a tremendous success. They love their coaches. And they just go on and on. I think two or three times today, they just went on about how great that experience has been, how much they've learned, how great of an investment it was for them. Some of the next steps they're going to be taking in their business as they grow, you know, because they're busy. He works full-time. She's a homeschool mom, several kids involved, helping with the business some, but they've got a busy schedule, but they've managed to build this business. So some of the things they have planned for the near future are getting a virtual assistant. So we talked through that decision. What type of person should they bring into their business next? What makes the most sense what services do we have to offer them? And they're considering using our proven Replens VA program. We'll stick a link to anything we talk about in the show notes, of course. Our proven Replens VA program is where we train virtual assistants to find profitable inventory while working just for you, only on your business, not working for a bunch of other Amazon sellers, but just you. So we train them and then we turn them over to you. You pay them about $4 per hour in the Philippines, which spends like $25 or $30 per hour on the island. And they work only for you, providing great profitable inventory reports every single day. It's a beautiful model that's working very well for about 400 clients so far. Maybe you're next. But I helped talk our couple through that decision today as well. We dive into their story of how they've integrated homeschooling into their business and entrepreneurial journey as well, which is always an interesting topic for those who don't realize. My wife and I have homeschooled since our now 26-year-old. He actually turned 26 today as I'm recording this. He was just a little guy, about kindergarten age. We've homeschooled since then, all five of our kids coming up. And we've got a couple, well, actually just one left on the end of her homeschool journey at this point, our youngest, our only daughter, So we're very comfortable with the topic of integrating entrepreneurship, home-based business with homeschooling. We've got a lot of families that think that way. Maybe you're not one of those families. That's great. Maybe you don't have any kids. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're too young to have kids or a family yet. Our content works for everybody, but we love hearing from different vantage points, different perspectives. And today's perspective is yet another great homeschool family in our community. Uh, They started coaching July, middle of July, and here we are at the end of October, and they've had a tremendous run, as you'll soon hear. Looking over my notes to see if there's anything else that I need to fill you in on before we flip the switch and get them over here. And I think that's it. Let's jump over and meet Chad and Whitney Moody. So Chad and Whitney, welcome to the show. Thank Thank you. you. Really looking forward to get to know you guys. 
So uh, Chad, why don't we start with you, man? Let's jump into your story, guys. What do you got for us? All right. So Wendy and I have been married for 18 years now. We've got four kids. In that, I've always been looking for a way to create an income outside of just my J-O-B. So back in early 2017, a friend of mine and I were writing a book. And another coworker said, hey, I've got, I know this guy, he's got a podcast. Um, it's mainly about selling on Amazon, but there's a few of the episodes that are about authoring books, creating groups of people, you know, a following. Sure. And so I went, I picked out, you know, I found your podcast, went through and picked out like three or four episodes, listened to it. And we were going on a, a ride somewhere and I was like, hey, Whitney, listen to this podcast. Don't listen to any of the Amazon stuff, though, because I don't care about that. <laughs> we're, not gonna go start, we're not going to go start selling on Amazon. Oh. And I truly believe that at the time that sure. that was where we were. I, I want it for the book we're writing, you know, the group creation, the following and all that stuff. So just listen to this and then we'll go forward. Well, got hooked after the three or four episodes and started going literally one to whatever number you were at at the time. And I was like, you know, this sounds pretty good. So I'd forced her and the kids to listen to it. And we started picking up <laughs> the, one of the early wholesale courses. You picked up the buy local sell to the world course. And I actually picked up a book for 25 cents and sold it for 90 bucks on eBay. So going through that. And then we got sponsored to go to the Proven Conference in Champaign in 2019. Oh, perfect. Uh, which was awesome. Got to hear Daniel Lappin, meet you, Trey. Love that trip. And we sent out a shipment back then. We sent like a couple hundred dollars worth of sales worth of stuff. And, you know, it worked, but then life happened and we took a long pause. Got busy. Um, yeah. I would consistently pick up the podcast and start listening to it again. You know, and I'd catch myself back up. I would go from wherever I had ended to where you were then. And, and so, I was harassing him. <laughs> To do more of it? Yes. Gotcha. All the time. That's so, But back in the spring, we had a, a, a good friend, 95 years old, who had passed away, and she left us a little bit of money. And I was like, I want to do something with this. And we've been talking about coaching. So call and find out what the cost of coaching is and see what this will do. So we're talking uh, six months or so ago at this point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, back in like, I think it was February. So closer to eight. Yeah. What she gave us wasn't enough, but it, it was enough that we could start that process and start looking into it. So by June, we had our first coaching call on June 12th. So there was a couple obstacles along the way, but June 12th, we had our first co coaching call. And then we made our first sale for this new round, July the 16th. So... And then it just—it's been, been rolling since then. That's awesome. So, so you guys have been around e-commerce quite a bit, and I wouldn't mind going back to the 2017. I don't know—is that something you still do? Or have you kind of moved on? The whole book, growing a community. What's that about? Um, that fell hard fast. The the friendship ended with that book. So oh, no, that well, ended. It's not, it's okay. uh, I still go back and check the keep on that book every once in a while just to see what's happened. But yeah, well, you know, life life has its seasons, and 
Yeah. You know, we, we tackle projects and we learn from it. And, you know, every person that comes into our life, you know, challenges us or, or, or builds us or lear- is a lesson, you know? So yeah, yeah we yeah. can all say, say a lot about that. Right. I mean, if you're over the age of about 20, you've had a good number of those at some point. So, um, well, congratulations on what you've achieved so far. I want to dig in a little bit more before we get into your Amazon story. Now you guys said you're a homeschool family. How does this, how do those two worlds blend Whitney? Well, we try to typically dedicate, you know, either one evening a week or one weekend time, day time, whatever, to do shopping so that during the school hours, I can dedicate my time to, you know, homeschooling our children. We have three high schoolers and then we have one who is in the fourth grade and our youngest son, he's dyslexic. And so his... um his schooling is very rigorous for me because he he mm. requires such detailed instruction and mm. so you know i was a little nervous i was the one that had kept just pushing 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 him i'm like i want you to do amazon i we've listened to every one of jen's podcasts we know this works we believe in these people like we're not stupid we know this works we've got to do it but i was a little worried about how we would be able to do that like you said and blend our you know our school because if we're going to homeschool our kids i'm committed to to honoring the lord and into doing it well yeah and it really has worked out, you know, like we'll usually do a, if we're, we're not, we haven't passed that yet. Our coach just told us like, you guys are ready to start outsourcing. Like you're going to have to, you're growing so exponentially fast that you're going to have to start outsourcing. And we haven't done that so far, but you know, typically we'll finish on like a Sunday night, you know, and then the kids and I have our little boy takes um, a science class out. And so typically I'll either go to the UPS store and take our huge shipment and then take him to class or I'll take him to class and then go to the UPS store. And that's kind of how it works. But they kind of know us there now. They're like, right. how, how many boxes do you have today? And how heavy right. are they? And do we need the, <laughs> you know, do we need the dolly? And, and our kids have helped some, you know, they don't shop yet, but our, our daughters, we've, we've just started training. Our oldest daughter is 17. And then our next set of children are twins and they're 14. And we have a son and a daughter. Our son is not ready yet, if we're being honest. But our daughter, she's learned how to use the apps that we use, like Inventory Lab and and some other things that we use. She knows how to do those. And so she can go in and scan and, you know, check the prices and whatnot. So our coaches are uh, Tony and Sean Barnes, mm-hmm. and we would not be where we're at without them. They They help us unbelievable amounts. And Tony's so gracious and lets me ask like questions all the time because I have no idea what I'm doing. I love our coaching team. Oh, I love them too. I mean, just, oh my goodness, we would not be able to do this and we would not be where we are without them. I mean, they're, they're invaluable to us and they are such a blessing to us. You know, they're very like-minded. They love the Lord. They're, you know, they're also a homeschool family. You know, they, they understand the value of, of trying to have this balance of, you know, bringing Chad home but also not jeopardizing our life as a family and honoring the Lord in our, you know, yeah. our relationships with, with our friends and our family and our children and, and, yeah. you know, serving others. Uh, but so anyway, so they just have told us like, Whitney, you're going to really have to start letting other people do some of this. Like you, he was telling me that Tony said, because you're making so much on this, you need to be, you need to start paying people to do this portion of it for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know because I'm, because I'm very orderly and top A. Like I just want to, I'm, I'm struggling with wanting to let people 
do it because I worry they might not do it to oh, our state. I, I could have some fun beating you up today, yeah, Whitney. Yeah, this yeah, is going to be I know, great. I know. Let's dig but, into that. Okay. <laughs> but I, I hope I've answered your question and not gotten derailed. I no, do feel it, like I'm able I, I, to honor I love our, you know, our homeschool, you know, yeah. and sometimes, you know, in the afternoon, if we're finished with school, I'll say, you know, we've got to work on this. We need to work on this order. And that we have that ability, you know, mm -hmm. whereas if our children were in school, they wouldn't be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But if I've honored, you know, my commitments and we have completed our school, then I feel totally fine to come downstairs and work on an order. Yeah. You know, that's I a big, that's a big phrase in our family. Do we have the freedom right now? Yes. So kids, when our kids would come to us, you know, they're a little older than yours, but similar. If you averaged them out, we're pretty, playing a pretty similar game. I got, I got two married and one going to be married. You know, I'm a little ahead of the game than you guys, but still got that 14 or uh, 15 year old too in the house. But mm -hmm. do you have the freedom was became a popular phrase in our household. Kids would come like, Hey, can I go ride my bike now? Like, do you have the freedom? You know what's required of your schedule. You know what's expected of you each exactly day. Exactly right. Know, right? Yes. And, and as adults, we teach that too. But just having that business in the home and then balancing out that concept of, do I have the freedom to do this right now? Have we accomplished the things we were supposed to first? You know, our priority list and, you yes, know. Absolutely. Right? And now we have the freedom. And then you have the freedom to go do fun things, right? Oh, After that. Right. Exactly. You know, freedom to do the business, freedom to do uh, just so that regimented schedule. It sounds like you guys have dialed it in more than we probably ever did. But uh, we were kind of more flexible, I would say, throughout the days based on if it was sunny out, we'd be like, we're not doing business or school today. We're going to the zoo. <laughs> do you when guys I ever do that? that? You know, it's so crucial for children, I feel like, to be outside, you know, and, and our son yes. sometimes I'll just say, you've got to go outside for 15 minutes. You need to run, climb a tree, dig a hole, do something, yeah. you know, and you're right. They would never have that opportunity, I feel like, in a traditional school setting. And, yeah. and also it's teaching them as adults to manage their time well, you know, right. we have to learn to manage our time. Mm -hmm. And I feel that this is a beautiful opportunity, like you said, to teach them to manage their time. Yeah. One, you know? of, the, one of the training curriculums my wife and I went through and then actually taught three or four times about raising kids in biblical standards, one of the things they drill into you, most of the work, you know, it's kind of like going to a dog training class. You think you're going to do train your dog? No, <laughs> it's parent training. It's dog yeah. owner training, right? So the yes. first several weeks, they're just training the, the parents on how to, uh, you know, be the kind of parent that you need to be and all the, le we got to learn all these lessons before we can teach them to, to the kids. But one of the things they said was, you're not raising kids, you're raising adults. That's right? exactly right. You set the standard and then you work every day to get them there. And the standard's the same for all of them. Even the shy kid has to That's look right. an adult in the eye and shake their hand when you meet them. And we have some to kids, push that. Some kids one. do a great job of that initially day one. Other kids, you got to practice it at home for hours and hours and hours, right? So we have been doing that for many years now with our oldest. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. A vital skill. And we didn't realize at the time just how important that was. We've got a kid and you know, a young teenage kid who's got his own thriving landscaping business, for example. And he's he's outworking all the adults who've been doing it for decades because he looks people in the eye, shakes their hand, meets them, he has a pleasant conversation. That's a lost art now. Right. Oh, so there's things that we can drill in. But I, I want to be cautious too. You know, uh, anytime the homeschooling topic comes up, and I'll, inevitably I'm going to have some people reach out and go, Well, you, you think all, all other models are bad, huh? I'm like, No, I, we were able to. So we did. We love the model. Yes. That's why and we I talk will say about that every, it. So every person in my family either, you know, has a master's degree or above in education and are in the public school system. I'm just the oddball out. And I actually have a degree in education. I just, you know, I, 
I'm thankful for this opportunity. But if, you know, there, every model doesn't work for every family. You know, everybody's lifestyles are different. Everybody's opportunities are different, you know. And I love public school teachers. I'm I'm very thankful. Oh, I don't know how they do it. To be honest with you, I, I, I'm, I'm amazed. Public school and, and I still love to learn. And I have, you know, so, you know, they did a great job. I had great teachers. I had not so great teachers. I'm yeah. always not Thanks. the great teacher, you know. Yeah. I have really bad days where I'm a terrible teacher. So, I know, doubt that. <laughs> every day is not. You know, every day is not perfect and every yeah. model is not perfect for every family. Well, there, there's a saying in homeschool families, you know, like when you introduce a new baby to the family or when someone's sick, maybe you guys have heard this, you probably have. It's like, you know what? Today, the lesson is the baby. <laughs> We're all going to pitch in. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> We're right. not going to open a book. We're going to take care of sick mom today. We're going to, you know, the the neighbor that needs help. That's the lesson today. You know, we're going to sacrifice the things we thought we were going to do and we're going to help someone else out, you know, so their ability to kind of be flexible and roll with it. Um, But uh, and our son is doing that right now. He, you know, our, our, our neighbor across the road, she's elderly and her husband passed away and she, she's having a really bad mobility issues. And my mm -hmm. son, every day he goes and takes her her mail and checks on her and says, you know, what can I, is there anything you need from us today? Is there anything you need help with? And he would never have that ability, you know, otherwise, but that does, but I'm not saying that he couldn't do that if he, we're in public school after school, you know. Yeah, but the so, flexibility to do it on demand as needed. Is my favorite part of it. Yeah. You know, and also I would say that my other favorite part, and I will stop, is that if a curriculum doesn't work, I'm not bound to that curriculum. Right. I can change that curriculum. And I've had to do so because what worked with my other children has not worked with my son. And when yeah. we had him evaluated with the child psychologist, you know, she introduced me to a curriculum and it's the best curriculum in the world for him but i would have never used that with my other children yeah we're not we're not filling a bucket we're lighting a fire right it was that yates that's i can't fire. remember who said that but exactly that's what education is we, we want them to love learning and to pursue I with want them passion to, love to learn learning their whole life because i still love to learn and i so want to learn and, and that is a vital that you know one of the reasons you're, you're giving your kids such an advantage and we may feel to the listener like we're spending a lot of time on this topic but one of the key skills you must have as a successful entrepreneur is you've got to be willing to test and fail. You've got to love learning constantly, right? Yes. You've got to have that uh, self-motivating drive. Those are all things that are reinforced if education is done right. Yes. And I'm actually working on a book. I've mentioned it many times over the years. It's coming together slowly. I don't know when it'll be ready, but it's all the things I had to unlearn from my mm -hmm. traditional education, sitting oh, yes. in rows of chairs and brick buildings, you know, I had some great teachers, some people who were in it for the right reason. They loved me. They loved teaching. Absolutely. But it's hard to love me as much as my mom can one on one for three hours. <laughs> like, no teacher's that good. I don't care who it is. Right. So the advantages you get having that time and the things I had to unlearn are those lessons like, you know, asking questions is a good thing. That's Absolutely. not what the nerds in the front row do. And you don't want to be one of them. No, that's one of the lessons you learn in the public school setting, though, is don't be one of those guys asking question after question. Don't be that person, right? Absolutely. No, actually, you want to be that person. Those are the people that succeed and thrive in business. So lessons like that, that I things I had to unlearn over time. And I, I look at people like you and others in our community who are succeeding. They're not afraid of failure. They're always learning. They're persistent. They're self-motivated. The concepts of delayed gratification. I mean, they're not getting that in public schools anymore, right? Absolutely. Like work hard now so you can be rewarded later. 
where do you get that kind of teaching? So yeah, great job, guys. And you're drilling in some very entrepreneurial lessons. And parents who use other ways to educate their kids, yeah, make sure they get these lessons somewhere because I don't think a public school setting is the best place to get those kinds of things. Uh, we're, we're seeing evidence of that in our culture. But that's enough. We could soapbox. I could have a whole yes. other podcast dedicated right. to this topic. It's not on... No, we kind of fed off each other there for a minute. Sure. We can reel it back in though, right? Yeah, absolutely. So where do you want to go next? You guys are telling your story, how we've integrated homeschooling and business together. That's a great segment, how you kind of found our community got started. Where do you guys want to go from here? So I'll, I'll mention something that you just mentioned. You talk about the failure. Yeah. You know, we we're young in this, you know, and we have really, really, really good coaches. And they have helped us to make not a lot of mistakes where we had we would have probably made a ton, but we've already made a few. For instance, you know, I bought a ton, not a ton, I shouldn't say that, because we kind of have a rule of being obedient to you, <laughs> you know, to you about, you know, not going super deep, but you know, right. a little, you know. And I bought something and I checked everything and it was an absolutely amazing product. Brought it home to list it and realized we were not approved to sell this. Oops. Oh, man. You know, but did it destroy our life? No. Did we like spend $10,000 and me sit in a sob fest? Absolutely not. Because we were obedient to what we've we've been hearing in this community for, for forever. You know, you just test things. And so we, yep. we just thought, well, actually that's something we don't even hate. We can give those as gifts when our kids have a birthday party. So exactly. I put it in my gift. I put it in my gift cabinet. I have no complaints whatsoever. And then you've got he, a gift cabinet. And for those who are listening, I'm looking at the bookshelf behind you. You're very organized people. You, you've got your books organized by color, right? Yes. Uh, I just, yes. it's, so you're very organized and precise. And I love seeing the wide, it, there's a bell curve of, you know, different organizational styles and different approaches to this business. There's people who are very artistic and just fly by the seat of their pants and do extremely well. Yes. And, and then there's others who are very organized and meticulous and know the numbers to the detail. And, and uh, you know, they have a gift cabinet for all the stuff that they end up buying that they can't sell right. that goes in the gift yes. cabinet. Like, we don't have that. It's all over our house. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. And I, you know, I, I have family who are, are just that same way. They're so artistic and fly by the seat of their pants. And I love them. They are some of my favorite people. But do they make me a little nervous? Yes. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what works for them. And I have learned yeah. that people have wonderful, thriving lives who are not the same. You know, they're not wired the same as us. And that's what makes the world so beautiful is that yeah. we were all created in the image of God. Right. And He made us exactly who we are. And that's a beautiful thing. And we should celebrate it. Absolutely. Um, that, that's where so, iron sharpens iron comes from. You know, it, yeah. that's why God gave us the church. You know, we are like, I don't have much in common with these people. Yeah, that's the point. That's why you're Absolutely. there. Get to know people who yeah, aren't like you. Yeah, because we need right? one another. Yeah. That's exactly right. And Chad just bought something last week. We were shopping and brought it home. And he said, I thought for certain. He, and he's, he usually doesn't ever make mistakes. He said, well, we're going to be eating that because an expiration, you know, <laughs> That's not what's a, for dinner. You know, yeah. And, and I said, actually, we can give those as Christmas gifts because there was something really, really nice, but we only bought six. So it's not something that we, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that so concept of inch already, deep, mile wide, it serves so many new sellers, especially very, very well. Don't overcommit, test small, yes. lose small, and win big off of those little tests. That's the strategy, right? Not going all in and filling your garage with something and then coming to us happens so often around here. 
It's like, hey, uh, I spent the last year and a half researching and investing and buying and China, the shipment finally came. It's in my garage now and it's been there for six months. And I haven't sold any. Can you help? I'm like, wow, yeah. Build a time machine. Go back a year and a half ago and please listen to what we say. Sure. <laughs> Don't go that deep on any one product, especially right. as a new seller. So if you stay inch deep, mile wide, meaning you're testing a bunch of products constantly, you're going to find amazing winners while taking very little risk. And the worst case is you get some interesting food to eat at dinner or gifts or whatever, or you sell break even or only make, you know, it sells slower than you thought it might. Well, you only yeah. bought five or six units, right? right? It's not a huge deal. That's the model. That's yeah. the model. And I, well, and I think I think that you on the podcast have said that. I mean, it's like breathing to us. We just know you do the system, you be obedient. You know, we know this, we're not reinventing the wheel. We know what you have told us. We know what has been proven on all these podcasts. And we want to be, you know, we're like, okay, we can be obedient to that. We can be yeah. respectful. Yeah. And, and, and you know, what's crazy from my perspective, just to share you something, you know, it's not like I wrote the rule book and this is, you know, this is Jim Sayeth. It's observing no, no, thousands no, of students. You know, it's just it's just right. making an observation. But every time I think I've got a set of rules, they're like, okay, this is what needs to be applied to the community. I'll have someone come out of the blue and like, yeah, we scraped every dollar together from every family and friend we ever had. We raised $150,000 and poured it into this dream. And if it hadn't worked, we'd have been devastated. But guess what? We built Works. a multiple eight-figure business. <laughs> like, wow. awesome. But... Yes. That's a one out of a hundred story, right? Huh. That's not a safe risk. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. But those stories are out there. Absolutely, so you can you can mature into that position without risking your financial future and and going into debt with all your family and friends. So these are hard lessons that have been learned. But you know, not cut and dry rules, but just staying safe, you know. And, and there's no reason not to slowly build safely over time and take your time doing it. Absolutely. Well, and that's like right now I'm on him. I am like, we don't have enough ACE. We don't have enough ACEs. We need more ACEs. And he's just laughing. He's like, we're going to get there. Like, we're not going to yeah. have. How many did you tell me that you, is like your ultimate goal right now for us to get to? 700. 700 is the goal. Well, talk us through, Chad. Talk me through a little bit where, you, you know, you guys started coaching in, and you said uh, this summer. So, you know, we're a few months into coaching now. You guys are saying it's going great. I haven't, I'd like to hear more about it. Just talk us through some of those details. So, yeah, our first sale was July 16th. and then we are growing at about 30 we're i think this month over last month so october over september we're up 33 percent. so we're if the day finishes the way i think it's going to we're going to break the nineteen thousand dollar mark for the first time nineteen thousand dollar a month because we're recording this at the end of october 2022 so you know good time to do a podcast episode so you're looking at hitting 19k for the month most recent month correct good for Uh, you so we're we're sitting at about 105% ROI, the 25% profit margin. Uh, 25% net. That's awesome, guys. Good work. That is our inventory lab numbers. And the one thing I have noticed there is we do a lot of small and light. Yeah. And inventory lab misses out on the small and light. So I think their ROI should be a little higher than what that shows. Yes. Absolutely. And you might want to check out one of our new sponsors, Seller Board, about $15 a month. They really help you dial in your numbers. Silentgym.com slash numbers is the website. Okay. A lot of sellers in our community are starting to use them to track their numbers. Okay, perfect. And, uh, yeah, it's not, from what you just said, if if Inventory Lab isn't identifying those small and light items properly, there's absolutely more margin there. So you guys put you know $5,000 or so in the bank, basically. You know, that's your net profit, right? Off 20 grand. How much time and commitment and work is that 
taking for you guys? What's the, you know, we talked a little bit about the routine with the homeschooling and such, but like, you know, add that all up for us. So that, that kind of depends. My work schedule gives me off every other Monday. So Mondays tend to be a big haul for us. I would say we're probably at 15 to 20 hours a week each right now. Oh, you think? I think so. Okay. On our, on our weeks where we do the big loads. Like this week, we've done two separate small loads. It's so one shopping trip, spend an hour in the store. We're still trying to nail down our efficiency on the, on the prepping and shipping. We do a lot of multi-packs, bundles, pulling tags off stuff. So those all take time. But yeah, I've done 10-hour shopping days. And I mean, then when we do it- six or seven stores. Yeah, yeah, six or seven stores over a 10-hour shopping day. But then the prep work on that turns into another 12 hours. Right. Something so. really important to me is that we start, we're, we've made it a goal to save to have a virtual assistant. And also we want to start really looking into OA. Those are on our list of importance. You know, we kind of have a priority list mm-hmm. and those are things that are super important to me. Yeah, we, we can talk some about that too with the, with the time right. we have. Because kind of <laughs> strategizing, and I'm sure your coaches are telling you pretty much, you know, we've seen the pattern many, many times play out with our students. So we can kind of talk through the typical pattern of what most folks do. And you guys are in a very, you I would say an accelerated pattern based okay. on the busy schedules you have. You know, a lot of times I say squeezing it into the cracks, but you guys make some pretty significant time in your week to ramp up to, you know, $20,000 worth of sales that fast. You know, you're 19, I don't want to exaggerate. You know, that's a significant number. Uh, but you guys will be at 30, then 50. And then you'll be forced to make some of the decisions that you go ahead and start making now, I would argue. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Right? Those numbers are coming. With the trajectory you're on, it only makes sense, sure. right? And I, I know Tony has been saying, you know, Whitney, don't plan, you know, January and February, but Q4's coming and you guys are really going to be seeing that yeah. bump. Because oh, you're, yeah. it seems like you're running and you're really being, you know, diligent with your systems about your, you know, she's like, you're really going to see that and you're going to have to let go a little, which is really, I know my weaknesses in life and that is going to be very challenging for me, probably more than for him. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why we balance one another and we still really like each other. So I'm, that's my goal. And this <laughs> is like not to let this interfere with our marriage. Cause we, we've always been so incredibly happy in our marriage and I, we've only gotten in one fight and it was last week. And we like, we're very stressed and upset with one another. And yeah. I was I cried afterward and I was very repentant and he's just laughed. He was like, we're fine. We, we yeah. apologize. It's okay. I love but, the transparency. You know, I, I'm I, having a thought. This is going to sound wise. Okay. But I've, I've just from observation, if I ever see anything really smart, it's because I had it, I got hit in the face with it at some point or it was pounded into me from somewhere. It's not like I just sit under a tree and think these things up. I've, I've observed this sure. community. I don't think doing the business together as a married couple leads to friction. I think it exposes issues that just haven't ever really been addressed before. Okay. It doesn't lead to new friction. It exposes unaddressed friction. Okay. Right. I've never said it that way before, but I think it's important that we not beat ourselves up unnecessarily thinking, oh, should we have done this? Did we take off more? No, we've got those. Every couple has those little, you know, like, we'll just deal with that later kind of issues. And doing business together sometimes bring those to the front and the center. And they and it's such a healthy place that you go addressing those unaddressed things. So you can either pay a counselor a few hundred bucks a week and dig in, or you can start a business together. Sure, right. Yeah. 
And yeah. hey, how, why don't we make some money while we work through these things? And, yes. and, and the fact that you're serving others well and your kids are learning lessons as you're doing it together, that's icing on the cake. Like, yeah, these are, these are challenges worth tackling together. Now, I'm in a marriage where we don't do a whole lot of the stuff that I do. You know, we contribute, Andrea contributes in significant ways and other ways to the business, but not the daily stuff like this. There's a lot of it she just doesn't even know about. Other couples, everything. Like I think of Larry and Sue Pruitt, like I think of them as one person when it comes to business. Like if I'm on the phone with Sue, Larry's there. You know, if if they're doing a presentation, they're both there. Like constantly, they know everything and making every decision together. Sure. I'm not saying you have to do it that way or that one way is preferable to the other, but I am saying that if you introduce a home business into the home, even if it's just the husband or just the wife that's kind of working on it, it's going to expose some challenges that otherwise you might not have ever noticed that you would have kind of kept in a dark corner somewhere. It's not the business that's the challenge. It's those issues. Does that make sense? Does that resonate? Oh, that totally makes sense. Yes. And you, and it's a way to force you to work through things you haven't already addressed. Right. Exactly. And that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Yeah. You know, that's a huge thing in marriage. You know, we, we try to, put a lot of emphasis on protecting our marriage. And so we go to a lot of conferences and, you know, they talk to you about those things, about, you know, those things that you, like you said, you let them sit and fester and you don't address, then someday those become a big thing. So if you become resentments and, and yeah, if you are serious monsters, <laughs> tackle those because of your business, then yeah. you're not going to have 10 years down the line, this huge blow up. And it makes sense too. I'm just kind of connecting the dots as I'm talking with you guys. You know, I think God gives us wisdom in the moment for conversations we're in the middle of. And, you know, biblically we read and we understand from traditional Hebrew training and business, which I love referencing that business is a relationship fostering yes. tool. That's why it exists. Sometimes we think, oh, one of the fun benefits of having a business is I get to meet new people. It's like, no, that's the whole point. Absolutely. A, a, a transaction in, the, in Hebrew is understood to be the, be the starting point of a lifelong, mutually beneficial relationship. That's what a transaction is. That's the whole point. That's the whole purpose. So why would we think that's any different if we're going to tackle business together in marriage? We're right. going to serve others well as a family. There's going to be friction and challenges there, but yes. that's going to make us closer and stronger and better people as a result, better able to tackle maybe bigger responsibilities, which is a good segue to where I would like to go with you guys next, if you're okay with it, talking about kind of where your business trajectory, you know, going from 20th a month to very soon 30, you may have a $50,000 a month before the end of the year at this rate, based on your ability to source and your funding. Okay. You're going to have to scale or this is going to consume your schedule and your life and expose other weaknesses that you don't maybe want to even drag out right now. Like, hey, we're supposed to sleep at least six hours a night, right? Right. Okay. You want to get into that territory. Correct. So do you guys have a plan? Maybe I'll let you guys talk through, like, what is your plan as you grow? Who? What's your first hire going to be? Who are you going to introduce into your company? I think it would probably be the VA to expedite the finding of new products. And that's outside of putting the kids on the payroll for right. the prepping and, and shipping portion. Right. Hey, sorry for the short interruption, but you're going to love what I have to share with you. Let's talk about seller board. As an Amazon seller, do you know your numbers? Are you tracking your profit and loss by ASIN, cost of goods sold? How accurate are your numbers? Seller board helps you get extremely accurate. Starting at just $15 per month, you can know when 
to buy products, when not to buy products, which ones are profitable, which ones aren't. You can really start to dial in your Amazon business. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers and check out the latest fantastic sponsor to this program. So many Amazon sellers in our community are using it. I'm thrilled that they've become a sponsor of this program. Thanks, Seller Board. Go check out their offer, silentgym.com slash numbers. I think it would probably be the VA to expedite the finding of new products. And that's outside of putting the kids on the payroll for right. the prepping and, and shipping portion. Right. And each kid has their personalities and the ability to be challenged into the position they're ready for or not. And, you know, your, your dyslexic son, there's plenty he can help with, but it's going to be a more yeah. limited set at this point, you know, that kind of thing. And kids with busy schedules and sports, right? So you, you integrate them in, in whatever way your parental wisdom tells you to. And, but assuming you've maxed that out and, and the kids are as involved as your wisdom compels you to, to involve them, the next hire, I would agree, is a virtual assistant who finds replans. And as opposed to, and you guys have probably heard me talk about this before. And again, this isn't Jim wisdom. This is just me observing a whole bunch of people. And this is actually something that I had Dave Ramsey pound into my head when you're growing a business of any kind. And you may have heard me say this a few times recently because it's a popular topic right now. Who should that first hire be when you're growing a business? Is it a convenience hire? Is it a, what's the lowest dollar per hour job that I'm doing around here. I don't want to be the one cleaning the toilets and sweeping the floors. I'm going to hire someone to do that. Is that your first hire? Is it, I'm just not really skilled at this part of my business, or I don't find it fulfilling to do that part. Is is that your first hire? And biblical wisdom, I would say, and along with what Dave Ramsey encouraged, and this echoes some things I've learned from other mentors is you get somebody else out there hunting (laughs) for margin hunting, bringing stuff back to the cave, man. You got to get someone else out there hunting with you. That's a virtual assistant finding replans because what that does is, it's not obvious, that frees up margin. You can begin to pay for all those other things because you know you're capable of doing by yourself, running at 85% capacity. Let's say you start to get a little redlined at 95. Like, let's not go there. We're running at 80, 85 capacity. Here's what we're capable of. So do we just start bringing people in to eat up all the margin that we've achieve to create convenience for ourselves? No, I would argue you find more replans. You have more people. You, you hire people to put hoses in the bathtub, if you will, right? We're trying to fill this tub. It's got some holes in the bottom, little leaks here and there, expenses. And we're putting this hose in, we're holding it. Let's get some other people holding the hoses, filling the tub. That's a virtual assistant finding replans. So whatever you're finding now, you're finding two or three times that for $4 an hour, which is an easily justified expense. You can train them yourself or you can have us train them. Yeah, that's what we're going to (laughs) do. Yeah. We don't want to train them. And we're we're thrilled to provide that service. Absolutely. And you get the backup of if that person doesn't quite work out or something goes wrong or there's a communication issue, you know, it's it's someone that we've provided and trained. Uh, That's the Proven Replans VA program. Very popular program. We've had about 400 people go through it now. Incredible success. Saving for that, that's on the top of our list. So I guess my question would be, other than that, what would you say would be our second hire? Yeah, so if, after. We, if that's our number one, which mm-hmm. I think we're both united in that, what would you say? Would you say like prep center? Yeah. He's mentioned prep center, which I told you is the thing that concerns me. Like what yes. if they don't bubble wrap the yeah. things that are you know, fragile? Oh, I, you know I what I'm saying? You. That, that is a concern to me because like we, Tony kind of laughed because we, we had had 
almost like, I don't know that we've had maybe, maybe two or three returns. We hadn't had anything. And she was like, Whitney, you're going to have those things. And I'm like, mm, I yeah. don't want to have those things. I want every customer to be happy. I don't want it, You know, I don't want anything to ever come to them. Yeah. Like I buy on Amazon every day. I do. I shop on Amazon, you know, and when something comes to my house, I have a standard of what I want it to be like. And so I try to be that person every time, you know? And so that's concerning to me. But at the same time, like you said, you know, I want to be with my children and my spouse as much as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. So in, in order for this to be able to replace his income and us still be it together, would you say that, that that should be our next thing? Or would you say there's something maybe that you think would be more beneficial? It'll be very evident at the point okay. that you're ready to start doing some of these things as, as long as you're, as long as we can reduce it to a number. And what, what I mean by that is, you know, one of the, one of the root meanings of wisdom in Hebrew is knowing the numbers, meaning you can't apply wisdom to a situation until you really know the numbers. So okay. what is it costing us to make this decision? What are the benefits from a numerical standpoint to this decision? And once you start breaking that down, what would it cost us to offload this? Now that we've got other rep, other people, we've automated the, the revenue that's coming in. Right. What are some of the low-hanging fruit opportunities for us to offload? And when you say prep center, there's a bell curve of opportunities here for you to outsource your prep, okay? We've got everything from there's a teenager in the neighborhood who comes into our garage and works when he can right. for 10 bucks an hour. You've outsourced prep and you're still able yeah. to, to see it to, sure. you know, you kind of work towards the middle of the bell curve. A lot of people hang out. Hey, I've got a, 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 all my stuff goes to someone else's house near me. I got a prep center near me. I got someone else near me and kind of still right. control it, but it's out of my house. Right. And then you've got the extreme. You got, we've got people living all over the world who they don't know anything except sending it to a center, sending it to a prep center. An, an right. online arbitrage. They they have no other opportunity. They can't hop in the car and go spend six hours sourcing and put a thousand dollars of the product in their car that they're going to sell for three or four grand. They, right. they don't have that opportunity. Right. It's all prep, right? right? And they have no problem with it. They've figured it out. They've dialed it in, and it's not even an issue of concern for them. It's it's something they don't even think about because they have no other options, sure. right? So the fact that you have options, we're kind of sweating out of ah, which is the best. I would say, as with all transitions, you dip your toe in. Don't say, okay, as of Saturday, we're never prepping another box here. That's the cutoff. Up until Friday, it was all us. As of Saturday, nothing. No, because as, and, and especially having dealt with people with your personality type, Whitney, sudden changes like really wreck you. <laughs> oh, I don't deal with change well at all. It's everybody who knows me laughs there. They say you don't deal with change at all. And, and it's true. It's very, well, I mean, it, and there's, there's hard for advantages me. and disadvantages, of different personality types, but all of us, regardless of personality type tend to do better, far better with gradual changes. I agree. Like, okay. I agree. You know, this easily packaged, easily prepped, you know, you, you easy to get it right. Let's start doing all of that with the single lady who lives across the street who's willing to work for $10 an hour. It just goes there from sure. now on. And we teach okay. her. She gets really good. Here's what you're going to discover. Here's the aha moment that I've seen. And it comes a little slower with your personality type, Whitney, than with some of us. With me, I'm like instantly, I'm like, hey, you're 80% as good as I was going to be at that task. It's yours for life. I, I Here it is. Take it. And my okay. personality type, I kind of just under supervise. <laughs> like... You're competent. You're 80% as good as I would ever hope to be. Take it. Check back with me if you ever have a problem, right? 
But sure. but your personality type is more like, hey, they're not as good as me. That's a concern. What if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? What you're going to discover is that when you offload to the right person, they become better at it than you ever were far more quickly than you could have imagined. That's exciting. <laughs> so you check back with them a month later and they're better right. at it than you ever right. were because that's all they do. Sure, absolutely. That's it. They're not balancing, you know, being a wife, being a mom, running a business and all the 50 things involved. They're focused on one of those 50 things and that's it. And they want to do it right because they want to please you and grow this thing with you and, and get paid more to do it, be part of the team, <laughs> right? So I think you're going to be blown away and that's part of the leadership journey of owning a business. It's just kind of being blown away how when you bring in the right person, they step up and expand on the original concept and just take the ball and run with it. And another bit of Dave Ramsey wisdom, you might enjoy reading the book Entree Leadership if you've never read it before. It. Some real practical stuff. Do you have it? He talks about if you wouldn't hire the person today for what you're paying them, fire them today. Send right. them off to do the things that God intended for them to do because it's not this, right? <laughs> so if you've got the right people in the right place, it's just such a blessing. And you slowly find yourself getting into a position like another of our coaches, Gary and Gay Mosley. You know, they travel in their RV, their kids are older. They see their kids and bounce around the country right. and they check their numbers. And right. virtual assistants and online arbitrage and shoppers and VAs are doing the doing it all. Wow. We're building content with them right now and building out services, actually. So those VAs that are going to be doing some of the replens research, they can actually start to do some of the other projects too. Right. Right. And you can get yourself to the point where you're managing a business. You've, you've got this business that's running because you've heard me say many times, only do the things that only you can do. That's the goal. You want to get there, right? Well, there's not a whole lot that only you can do. Actually, if we're honest, all of it can be handed absolutely. off to somebody. Else. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So is is that helpful? What other resistance do you have to this? Because I could I could beat you up a little bit more, but that's kind of level one, you know, beating no, you up. Like you said, I, I agree with what you said. And I know my weaknesses. And we've we've already talked about that and addressed those. You know, I really want Chad to come home. That is super important to me. Like I always tease people that I have yet to find um, the way to super glue myself or have um, an invisibility cloak so that I can always be with him because I never want to be without him. So I'm That's very so motivated. Sweet. I'm very motivated to do that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I want to do whatever we can for him to be home, to be with us more. But I also want to make wise decisions where, you know, I don't ever put us or we don't ever put ourselves into a position where, you know, we make it. A hardship on our family, I guess yeah. is the way. Absolutely. Well, business is risk. Life yeah, is absolutely. risk. Oh, know? breathing, yes, is risk. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping out your front door, right? Yes. But the reason That's we're right. so bullish, you know, I mean, Chad, you said you found this community because I and I love the topic of talking about leaders and writing books and creating content and growing a community and building a coaching program. And there's more of that content. I got a lot of that in my mind. And a lot of, and I do have clients and people I work with and deal with, you know, outside of this podcast. But this podcast is a mass blast message. Yeah. Anybody absolutely. could listen. And I feel a great sense of responsibility. What I'm sharing here has to be the stuff that has the highest odds of success with the lowest possible painful risks associated with attempting what I'm teaching. I've got level two, three, four, 10, 50, level 50 stuff that I could go into, but it would be irresponsible for me to say, hey, anybody and everybody, Here's how you grow a massive community that loves you and start a podcast and anybody can do this and everybody should be doing this. No, 
not everyone's called to that. Not everyone's there. Not everyone's at that stage. There is multiple streams of income opportunity on the internet, though, guys. This is just level one stuff. And we've got families in our community who have built multiple seven-figure businesses out of just what we're talking about today. Replans on Amazon. But I love to see families kind of grow into this. Now we're consulting. Now we're helping other brands get launched. We've got a piece of several other Amazon businesses that we help these brands get established and help them grow. And now you've got these multiple streams kind of all evolving around this e-commerce universe. And there's there becomes a great sense of stability and security as you kind of venture into it. But the stage you're at right now, you guys are front of the class, early to the class, hands up, raised, asking all the right questions. Like you guys are on a great trajectory. But that whole security, that longing for like, oh, is this as good as like a real job? Man, I would argue this is what I want for my kids. This is what I've had for my family for 20 years. Oh yeah, we we definitely want this for our children. At this point, they they do not want this. But I think that oh, it's they, an add-on. It's an add-on to whatever else they, they do. don't have the the life experience to understand. Sure. You know, I think that you I think you've said that. I know we've said that and we truly believe that time is your most valuable resource. It's Absolutely. Our most valuable resource. And our children are not old enough. They've not had enough life experience. They're not wise enough to understand. Of course not. That resource yet. And I think, you know, even though they, even though this is what we hope for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think they just don't understand that yet. You know, so I think once they get down the road a few years, you know, like you said, maybe if they clean toilets, you know, while they're in college, you know, they'll they'll say, you know, that makes sense, mom and dad. We understand why you, why you want us to have this other stream of income. Even if, even if they do want to have, you know, a career, it's nice that they could, you know, be sitting in a classroom or be sitting at their career job and be making money while they're, while they're, you know, talking to a client or, you know, whatever. Well, I could do a whole episode justifying multiple streams of income. And, and you know, yeah, 20 absolutely. years ago, when I got into e-commerce, a lot of people were like, hey, you got to have a real job, buddy. How, you can't build something out of this. You're crazy. Was kind of the, And now it's kind of flipped. If you don't have side gigs and things going on, like yeah. now that you're, you only got one paycheck, like you're getting paid from one person, that's it. Yeah, that's no. crazy. Like you, that could go away tomorrow. What then? You know, with all the opportunities and the landscape of opportunities we have, but I, I love what you're saying there. I think it's it's um, very wise for us to teach our kids. Yeah, get a great job. Pursue with those gifts that God's given you. Go do those beautiful things. But why not go after some of the lowest hanging fruit in all of entrepreneurship human history? That's <laughs> right here with a few basic skills. You can become extremely valuable with a few hours a week of effort. Have something that potentially dwarfs any career you have mm-hmm. in your spare time. Like, That's right. I haven't heard a good argument against why you shouldn't yet. Yeah. Like, why not? What's Absolutely. the worst that could happen? We're not talking about spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and hoping it works out someday, like college degrees. We're talking about spending a few hundred bucks here and there, learning some new skills, growing into something significant. And that's always there for you on the weekends, Absolutely. on the side. Right? Absolutely. We, we wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. We hope our children see that someday. You know, they will. And they're young. They will. I, I truly believe that. I have, I have faith. They, oh, they absolutely will. They, there's no question. You know, one of the best things I heard someone, uh, I can't remember who said this, but it was, it was a very wealthy business person. So one of the best decisions he'd ever made, had several kids, was to make all of his kids work for someone else at a real job. 
Yes. Early wage job. Like they had no choice. It's like, you want to be part of my company, part of what I'm building here? It's there for you. But you're going to go work for someone else. You're going to get a job at McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, hardware store, and, and just, you know, and to take a look at that paycheck and like, well, wait, where did 40% of the number go? I thought yes. I was getting paid 15 an hour. Why is it nine? <laughs> right? Our daughters already how the rest of the world operates. Yes, absolutely. And and then you develop a, a true appreciation and respect for uh, for what can be done through an entrepreneurial home. The vast majority of wealthy Americans are people not that inherited money or athletes or musicians or you know the the studies that have been done is are people who built businesses. Absolutely, that's the vast majority of the wealth in the U.S. The people like the seven plus figure net wealth. Uh, because you know you can give your kid a great inheritance and they can burn through it if they don't have the character to to do something with it. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But anyway, we're bouncing all over the place. But I love this stuff, guys. And you're asking me some great questions. So if you give me a soapbox, I'm not afraid to jump on it. <laughs> do you, where, where else do you want to go? What? Well, how else can we be helpful for you guys, has, and maybe for the listeners? I think he's going to just check our questions really quick. Yeah. I'll just say while he's looking at that question really quick that we're just so thankful. You know, you mentioned. The community, you know, we're we're a part of the Facebook group. That's an amazing community to be a part of. If people aren't, you know, I post questions in there all the time, and sometimes I get good answers, and sometimes it creates chaos. But you know, it's such a great community, and we're so thankful for you know for you for having that. We're thankful for Jimmy. You know, Jimmy helps us; he'll answer questions for us, and Honey Woods answers questions for us. And you know, like I said, we're thankful for our coaches, and and we're we're really thankful for all the the content that you all offer, you know, because it's so beneficial. But I would say that like one thing that was super important to me to say is if anybody is questioning whether or not the val- the investment of coaching is worth it, there are no words to say how invaluable it is. Like it, it's just hard to even put it into words. What a blessing it has been to to us because like i said we we did this a few years ago and we had we had been listening faithfully to the podcast and we you know we thought we knew what we were doing because we had been listening and we were being you know but there's no way that we would have been able to do like what we've done i mean it's not that very long you know it's not very long it's june to october and you can see the growth that we've had that is attributed to our coaches helping us so much, you know, and the community as a whole, you know, we asked a question last week about, about boxes, you know, because we didn't know the question and, and a moderator answered our question and made me feel confident that I was being obedient to the, the rules. Cause I'm not actually the rule follower, but I am about this. I want to follow <laughs> the Amazon rules because I don't want to do anything, you know, to get us in trouble. So, yeah. I appreciate that beautiful testimonial. In my mind, I just there's a two minute clip there that we might share. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that was fantastic. But one sure. of the other you things didn't pay that, me to say any of that. I'm just oh, like oh. I said. I'm just so thankful. Of, so I mean, I know everybody gets to sign our own coaches, but you really can't beat the, uh, Sean and Tony. They're really great. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you have you know, a question that we the, had for him? Yeah, and let me just make a quick point because I want to I want to hit something that you said before we get to to Chad's questions. But okay. yeah, our, all of our coaches are successful students who've built and sure. like you guys would be a year out from right now, maybe less time than that. You built a great business. You've got a teacher's heart. You have a love for others. Hey, that's the kind of coaches we're always looking for. That's everyone on our coaching team 
fits that bill. So I just wanted to uh, to emphasize that as you were talking about coaching and, and thank you for those, you know, those kind comments. But the other thing too is, you you mentioned you don't want to do anything wrong. You you treat kind of you know, you're treating your Amazon business almost like it's a, it's this fragile structure, you know, like this uh, Lincoln log or Lego kit that your four year old built and like trying to transport it from the kitchen table to the dining room. <laughs> and, like uh-huh. yes, you know, like oh I don't want to do it like this thing whole thing. It's not that. It really isn't. Now that's the impression a lot of people have. Yeah. But keeping in mind, you know, this is my favorite statistic, and I don't want to beat this too much, but. We've taught thousands and thousands of people around here how to launch businesses on this platform. And I'm aware to this day of less than five, tiny handful. He always tells me this. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, that's a pretty good ratio. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the equivalent of having like, you know, let's say you opened up a pet shop or something and you just obsess every night in bed and you're like, what if lightning strikes it and it burns to the ground. They're like, well, we'd have insurance. It'd be inconvenient, you know, but sure. like you literally can't sleep every night because of that. It's like, it's just the odds are so in your favor that if you're doing things right, you're trying to do things right, even making yes, an effort, you right. you're going to be just fine. If Amazon slaps you on the wrist, it's like, okay, yeah, we won't let that happen again. Okay, we'll stop selling that ace. And yeah, we, we hired Jeff Schick. We put him on retainer, you know, a few bucks a month and you've got a yep. lawyer who knows what he's talking yeah. about. You get your account back in a couple of days if the worst of the worst case scenarios happen. Sure. Yeah. To We're use that lightning hitting your store an analogy, right? Like we'll have it rebuilt in three days with fully stocked shelves again. Absolutely. Like really? And you're going to worry Absolutely. about lightning striking and burning it? Really? <laughs> so and, and that's a good thing because he balances us because I panic. You know, I mean, right. I want us to stay perfect at all times. Absolutely perfect at all times. Sure. He's like, Jim has said, he's like, how many podcasts have you listened to? Pretty much every single one of them. <laughs> And what does Jim always say? It's, you know, maybe like you said, five times someone didn't get their account back. Mm -hmm. And we've not even actually even encountered anything, really. I just want, you know, I'm just worried, I guess. And I shouldn't. And I I don't lose sleep over this. I sleep well. I sleep eight hours. I, I, you know, I do. But I just, you know, it's, it's part of me is the integrity of trying to be, you know, doing honorable in what oh, we do. Absolutely. I, and I remember the feeling. And I'm not saying that you're saying not be honorable. I knew that's not your intention of what you're saying, but you're just saying that, you know, you've taught us how to do this. We're doing it. We're being compliant and, and don't, don't be losing sleep and don't be obsessive. This is the, fine. The system works. We're doing yeah. this. The system works. We know that. And that's, we definitely know it works. We, we can look at our phones multiple times throughout the day and say, this is working. We are, we're at the movies or we're at dinner and we're making money. Yeah. That's a pretty cool thing. Isn't that neat? Like, yeah. that's one of the it things I wish old. my kids could get their head around. We were at dinner last night. We were making money while we were sitting at dinner playing, yeah. you know, having conversations with our kids. That's a really neat yeah. thing. It's fun to pull out the phone and refresh and see what's up. And, yeah. you know, it's after 20 thing. years doing this, I've got a good handful of apps I get to do that with, you know? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's It's fun. And congratulations. Welcome to the journey. You guys are doing amazing. You really, really are. And thank you for letting me beat you up a little bit and kind of reemphasize oh, some of the points. absolutely. You just <laughs> let me have it. That's, I need it. Oh, you guys are doing great. You really do have that. Uh, you just have that aura of future leaders. And, you know, as you guys see gaps, and this goes for all the listeners, but as you see gaps in the content that we offer around here, it's not me that brainstorms up and comes up with all the new great ideas. I mean, I've got a board right here to my left that I'm looking at that has just all kinds of projects. I'm not in charge of the content on any of them. It's just people who have come to our community and said, hey, we got this great idea. 
Like, you know, we've got some content coming from Jimmy and Pablo pretty soon. That's hey, here's how you organize the prep center if it's in your house. Where do okay. things go? Like, hey, that's beautiful. We don't have that. <laughs> like, let's, we've all kind of figured it out. Hey, why don't we come up with a, you know, a great layout design ideas? Here's the stuff you need. Beautiful. You know, so those kind of ideas are always floating around here. But so as you guys have those kind of ideas, like, man, I wish someone would have told us that sooner. Anytime you find yourself thinking that, well, there's an opportunity there to to pave the road a little smoother for for those coming behind you and and uh, step into a leadership role. So that's there for you or anyone who's listening. That's how we grow around here and, and find new content. But what do you have on your mind, Chad? I know you had a, a couple things you guys had written down before we got together today. I did. Um, I think the one I'll go with is on the advertising campaigns, which is one of the ones Whitney made her normal facial expression with, of, I'm going to have to pay money to, you know. And I feel like every time Tony told us to do something and Whitney made that look, we made more money the very next day. So it, it all seemed to work out. I heard you mention, and I, and I brought this up to Whitney. And I, so our current setup is that we've got 50 ASIN splits with a $10 a day max at two cents a piece. Mm-hmm. And like I said, our numbers have went up. But I did hear you mm-hmm. mention one time that five cents at $31, it seemed like there was some mm-hmm. sort of change in the uh, system that the uh, numbers even jumped more. Like Amazon said, hey, this person's really wanting to sell, you know, and they got the buy box more. Yeah. And I was just wondering if there was any, if there had been any more into that. Well, our- as a responsible host, I need to fill in the gap for any new listeners real quick, and then I'll answer your question. Okay, Chad? Absolutely. So you guys are talking about uh, as replens sellers, as sellers selling, you know, hundreds or even thousands of different products yes. at any given time and keeping them in stock, trying to give yourself the advantage of being noticed sometimes can include using pay-per-click ads. Amazon offers pay-per-click ads traditionally used for people who are trying to launch a brand. And they've, you know, they've got a garage full of widgets and they're thinking, oh, no one's seeing my widget. I'm going to buy some paid ads and spend 75 cents a click to try to get some people to see my stuff and hopefully they'll buy it. You track your spending and you've got your average cost per click and all these numbers you're watching and you're hoping you're not spending more than you're earning, right? You got to keep an eye on all that. That's pay per click. Typically with the replen system, we tell people if you're new, don't worry about it. You don't need it. Once you got 50, 100 ASINs and you're starting to think to yourself, I wonder if I could spend five or 10 bucks a day and actually make a couple hundred extra dollars in sales a day. Is that possibility there? And it is there. And that's setting up a basic campaign the way you just described it, Chad. Let me ask you this. What's your average spend right now? Do you happen to know per day? Like, give me a few past recent days or what comes to mind per week, whatever. Do you happen to know any of those numbers? If not, it's no big deal. But you said you had a $10 per day max. Have you ever hit it? No. We've never hit it. What's the highest number you can think of that you've ever hit? I mean, I've spent, like, we're looking at less than $30 total since we set it up. Right. And that's been what? How long ago? Two months. Two months? Uh, 50 cents a day? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay. We're we're seeing a lot of sales from that. I mean, you know, Absolutely, you are. Yes. Uh, Okay. Month to date, $650 in sales. Yeah. Okay. And assuming you're 25% net margin, so you guys are, you guys are doing, you're coming out ahead, clearly, right? We got that established. The numbers work. The numbers going in are smaller than the numbers coming out, right? Okay. So let's talk through the pay-per-click campaign strategy, the way we present it and the way it's been used by a lot of sellers in our community. Then we'll talk about 
kind of the bonus cherry on top of the conversation of why should I bump those numbers up a little bit? Now, just to to recap and talking numbers on a podcast is can be hard to follow. So this is thinking cap time for the listeners. You can always record and listen to it again, of course. But we're talking about setting up two cents per click ads. Yes. Setting a maximum ad spend of say $10 per day. Some people will set it at $5 per day. You know, you just heard Chad and Whitney say they've never spent more than 50 cents or a dollar in any given day, regardless of what that cap is. They've never hit it. But when you set your ads up, you can say, hey, Amazon, I don't want to spend any more than X per day. So I don't want things to get out of control. All of a sudden, I'm looking at, whoa, how did I spend $80 in a single day on pay-per-click ads? No, you set your daily max. Rarely will you hit it because you put your whole inventory on a campaign where it's getting promoted. When you have the buy box, your ad shows up towards the top of the page. So if someone's strolling around for green beans, hey, there's your three-pack, boom, right at the top. You're going to get a few more sales that way, as you've heard you guys mentioned. And typically, you're going to do fairly well for every $50 you spend on paid ads. You're going to make an extra $500 or so as sales. And if your margins are good, hey, you're going to make some significant money that way. So very easy to set up. We step you through it. There's a private Facebook group just for replens sellers where we actually step you through how to set this campaign up. It's not complicated. And then all your inventory is on this paid ads. So you're spending two to five cents per click, a maximum of five or $10 per day, and you never hit the max. Okay, that gets everybody up to speed. You guys knew everything I just said already, but I had to make sure I got everyone up to speed. So now Chad just said, hey, I've heard you talk about in the past, you know, setting your daily spend limit up to $31 and maybe bumping up your per click spend from something low like two or three cents up to maybe like five or six or seven cents. What's the thought process there? Well, I don't know why, but we've heard it reported very consistently from other sellers that if you change your daily spend from something like 5 or $10 daily spend max up to not 30 not 29 but $31, there's <laughs> something magical about it where Amazon starts to pay you even a little more attention. Okay. You get a little more favorable treatment. Does that mean you're going to be spending $31 per day? No. Your daily spend isn't going to move. Right. It's not going to budge. Instead of telling Amazon, hey, the most I'm willing to spend is $5 and you're only really spending 50 cents a day. You're saying, hey, the most I'm willing... You could set that up to $10,000 if you wanted to and you're still only going to spend 50 cents a day, right? Now, it makes you nervous because you're going to be wondering, hey, did something go wrong today and my paid ads just took off? You don't want that to happen. So set it something reasonable. $30, $31 is kind of the number that we've seen. You will never hit that number. You're not going to spend any more per day. But Amazon will just take you a little more serious with that higher limit. And we don't know why it works. It's some programmer at Amazon that probably put an algorithm somewhere. It's like, hey, these people spending 5 10 20 bucks a day as their cap. We're not going to give them a serious of treatment. People who say they're willing to spend up to $31 a day, though, there's a switch that flips. And now your ads are being seen more often and you're getting more clicks. Your daily spend may go up a tiny bit, but as you've seen, the ratio of the results you get aren't going to change a whole lot. So typically with replen sellers, if, if, if you only heard this, you don't want to go back through all the mumbo jumbo of what I just said the past four minutes, and you only hear this part, once you've got 50 to 100 ASINs or so, you will make more money, assuming you're following the replen system the way we train it. You will make more money if you set up a five to seven cent per click paid ads on all your listings with a daily spend of $31. Test it out. You'll see that it does perform well uh, as compared to like a two cent per click. I will will do that. I will be obedient. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then track your results. And if it doesn't work, let us know. But uh, we've seen many people do it. And some people get even more aggressive than that. Because it, again, this is like we talked about earlier. Wisdom is knowing your numbers. Look back over a month because Amazon tells you very accurately, people who clicked on this paid ad, it led to this sale. And you're like, okay, how much money do we make from that sale? How many clicks did we have to pay? We had to have 15 clicks and those cost us a 10 cents each. That's a buck 50 we spent. And we made a sale as a result of that click. One sale. Well, we made $50 as a result of that sale. Was it worth it? Absolutely, it was worth it, right? Yeah. You, you do the math and these are math-based decisions and you can crank those numbers up and you're getting the attention of more sellers and Amazon loves collecting that pay-per-click revenue from you. But as long as you're making more sales and revenue on the back end, yeah, why not crank it up? Okay. Anymore. Does that help? Does that make sense? That's perfect. That's, that's perfect. That's exactly what he wanted you to tell him. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Give it a shot. Bump it up to $31. If something scary happens, bump it back down to 10. But I've never seen something scary happen. Okay. 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 We can do it. What else? Any other questions on your list or anything else you guys want to talk about? I don't have any more questions. I think I got a couple, I guess, for the new people other than just do it and get a coach as soon as possible, like Whitney said. I'm the one who wants to take less off the shelf at a single time than Whitney. She's just like clear it. But we've got a, a self-set minimum of six. If I'm not willing to take six off the shelf, I don't take it at all. Also, tools to help, especially if you're shopping at places with price tags, get a heat gun. It's a, I paid for that thing the night we bought it. Repeal it off price tags, sticker tags. Yeah, heat yes. gun. The heat gun paid for itself the night we got it. So it is an investment for coaching, but mm -hmm. I just feel like we wouldn't be where we're at without it. Yeah. You know, yeah, I appreciate you guys giving our, all the props. Yeah. And even <laughs> after our year, you know, is up, you yeah. know, I don't know if people know that, but you kind of offer a thing where, Hey, if you just want to do one call or whatnot, you can pay just a small, a very reasonable mm -hmm. price and do that. And that's comforting to me because, you know, I was, already concerned like what are we doing our coaching runs out you know right. and it's like no i'm just a phone call away you know they offer that to us yeah. you know and so that's something i'm thankful for too absolutely and you'll build relationships and over time and i would encourage oh, yeah. you guys maybe start seeking out you won't have any problem seeking out people who kind of want to hang out with you and learn the ropes and uh, we we're starting doing a kickstart program too for new sellers you guys are beyond the point of finding that useful but for brand new Proven Amazon course students, you can pay a couple bucks. I mean, it's not much at all. It's a few dollars. I think it's 30, something like that. And you're put into a small group of other sellers with an assigned coach to just get you through the basic ramp up steps. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's but, cool. it, it, but what we're finding is those groups are turning into mastermind groups that sustain and live on well after the coach has, you know, finished their commitment. Sure. But even being around a bunch of people who aren't necessarily more advanced than you, but just that accountability structure of we're doing this together. How's it going? How many replans did you find last week? That's, you know, accountability structure can be very helpful. Even if you're all fairly green, you guys aren't green anymore. You're going to have plenty of people reach out and go, hey, you guys want to be in our mastermind group? You know, find some people that resonate with you, get in that group, meet with them regularly, learn their lives. Again, you know, you said it earlier, the relationship side of this, that's, that's what it's all about. And I, you know, some of the favorite comments I've ever heard, guys, from this community are when people say, yeah, we love Amazon. It's changed our family's life. Our husband's home now, like just like we wanted. And, you know, they say these things, but the real gift we've received here is this community. Oh, absolutely. When the community pivots, we're pivoting. 
I don't care what that next pivot is. Like we're going wherever this community goes because these are our people now. And I heard one pastor say, when you find your people, you can find your purpose. I'm like, that's good. I love it. Don't get it out of order. Don't spend your life looking for my purpose. God, what am I supposed to find your, spend your life looking for your people. And when you find them, plug in and then pivot with them, do life with them. And you know, this doesn't replace the local church and local relationships. It never can. This is all virtual. I'm not crazy. Like Facebook friends aren't real friends. I get it. Absolutely. But it fills a gap because as entrepreneurs, we can be very isolated. Um, oh, yeah. and, and we need community. So, you know, to whatever extent you guys can do, then I'm talking to you, Chad and Whitney, but anyone else listening too, if you're not in a smaller group of people from this bigger group or, you know, even people locally that are doing running small businesses of some kind, any kind, then you're missing out because special people run businesses. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what else is on your mind? Anything else, guys? This has been a great episode and and I'm encouraged and uh, I'm crying. motivated. <laughs> I'm always crying. Yeah, I just, like I said, I I want to just reiterate again, which I'll be the broken record. It's just, like you said, the community is so, you know, so valuable. You know, we go in, I don't have social media right now, but Chad does. And he'll say, hey, I, I want you to read, you know, this discussion that's in there. It's, it's, it's something that we're dealing with or it's something that we're thinking about and there's really good discussion. That's invaluable. You know, having these other people who who we've experienced things and we have wisdom that we can give, but there are, I mean, I don't even know how many people are on that group. Thousands of people in that group who have encountered something that we haven't encountered, but wait, three weeks ago, they posted about it and now we've encountered it. And that's like the beauty of it, you know? Yeah, go back and um, search. And also, like I would say, listen to the podcast and truly believe this because, you know, if you had three podcasts and you'd had, you had three stories, you know, I would be hesitant to think everybody can do this and be successful at it. But I mean, I really truly with my whole heart believe that it's so big. Amazon is so big. And I mean, I'm sure there are other people that do other things as well, but Amazon is just so big that there's so much opportunity there and, you know, help one another, you know, like this community is so helpful because if you listen to these podcasts, most of the people are, are just typical people like us. I mean, we're not rocket scientists. We don't have PhDs and so many credentials that it takes, you know, a whole paragraph to list them. And if we can figure this out, so can whoever is listening to this podcast. Yeah. It's actually an advantage if you don't have all those. The hardest people actually, to coach is someone with an MBA. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, maybe that's true. Way. Maybe that's true. Well, anything else you guys want to share as we wrap this one up? I do need to kind of get going. I've got another commitment coming up at me, but anything else that was on your list? I didn't want to cut you guys off, but I think we've had a pretty good episode today. I hope we did okay. We were really, didn't feel worthy to be on the podcast, but. Oh, no, you very transparent and real results. You're working hard. You're building something beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just going to keep stacking and growing. You guys are on a great trajectory. I'm proud of you. Okay, thank you. Thanks for inspiring we're very me. Thankful. Very thankful for this community. Yeah. Thank you for that. And, and gratitude is a key to, to continued growth. It's another one of those little things I look for when I see, I can kind of predict the trajectory of where someone's going. Uh, one of the little markers, one of the little boxes I check is their, their heart of gratitude, if it's there or not. If their arms are crossed and they're kind of skeptical and grumpy and everything's going wrong, like 
I'm not hearing a lot of gratitude. Yeah, it's a challenge, but where's the gratitude? And you know, not for necessarily just for us, but just for life in general. Grateful people are grateful about a lot of things, not just their business, right? You guys are people of gratitude. You have a great trajectory as a result, I'm sure of it. You're a safe bet. So I would say if you were a stock, I'd be buying some right now. <laughs> so awesome. Well, let me talk to the listeners for a moment as we wrap this one up. It's been great for me hanging out today with Chad and Whitney. Just a great couple. Another amazing family that makes up this incredible community we all get to enjoy being a part of. If you're not a part of it, I would encourage you to go to silentgym.com. Look for the Facebook link. There's a Facebook group there. It's the maybe the last good thing left on Facebook. I don't know. I mean, I'm yes, having a hard I time. Agree. The only thing. <laughs> the only thing I can find worth hanging out on. And... uh so 71,000 of us hanging out from all over the world doing Amazon businesses primarily, starting off with the stuff we talked about today, the replens model. If you're ready to get started, go to provenamazoncourse.com. That's our basic level course for $29. Get you rolling. If you want to coach, as you heard from Whitney and Chad today, man, they're sure loving that experience. We'd love to talk to you about it if you're interested. But on behalf of the whole podcast team, everybody who helps make this podcast possible, my tremendous guests, once again, Chad and Whitney, you guys were awesome. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. And everyone else involved in making this uh, episode possible, our sponsors. God bless you, Business Building Warrior. We'll have another great episode for you again very soon. Talk to you then. Hey, thanks for listening today. Before I let you go, one last announcement. I want to remind you about our great sponsor, Sellerboard. Get to silentgym.com slash numbers, and you'll see the special offer they have for you. Starting at just $15 per month, you can get the most accurate tracking the best analytics tool for your Amazon seller account. And not only does it help you track your numbers and know when you're profitable or not on each ASIN, it also gives you additional features such as managing your inventory, getting reimbursements for FBA errors, staying informed about listing changes, and optimizing your pay-per-click campaigns. A bunch of robust features for just a few dollars. It's a great tool. Many successful sellers in our community are using them, especially loving the way that they help you know if you're profitable or not, keeping track of all those different fees. Hey, go check out Sellerboard, silentgym.com slash numbers. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.